0: to build a high growth business while living a life truly aligned with your family and personal values. Hey, hey everyone, and welcome to the Built to Last show. I'm super excited for our guest today, Jenna, so excited to have you on the show. I know that our listeners are going to love the conversation that we have today. You have so much to share with everyone about all things business and doing business, not just as a single woman building a multi-million dollar business, but you're a mom, you're a wife, you play a lot of different roles. So I'm so excited to introduce you to our listeners. How about you take a moment to tell us a little, about, a little bit about you and your business um, so we can get to know you better. Sounds
1: good. So I am the founder and coach of a performance company and it is called drive performance coaching. And so I help people monetize their genius by creating their own coaching businesses. And then I also am the founder of group track CRM, which is the first and only social CRM. So I've got a lot of things to juggle and that's why when you asked me to be on this, I'm like, yes, yes, because there's so much that goes into running two full time businesses. There's an entire team, and it's not employees, it's my family that's there to really make these things happen. So, um, you know, I'm just so excited to be able to share kind of the unsung stories of the heroes behind what makes
0: this all happen. Totally. So, I know that entrepreneurship was not the very first thing that you did, like leaving college, you had like other jobs that you did. Can you share a little bit about how you even got started in your business to begin with? Like what was the why behind starting a business?
1: Absolutely. So, you know, it was never in my intentions. Um, I'm a pretty, um, I don't know if anxiety is the right word to use, but like, I'm a controller, right? Like I need to control everything. And so having a corporate job with a dependable salary and a standard work hour week and all of those things was wonderful for me, right? Like it really spoke to like just being right with my soul. But, um, what happened one day was I was, um, actually sitting in church, got a knock on my head saying, Hey, Jenna, you were meant for something bigger. And, you know, tried to kind of hide the, the voices coming in. I'm like, no, no, wrong girl, right? You got the wrong girl. Um, because just of my personality, right? Um, but it was something that was pretty persistent. And so I actually went to my husband one day and said, hey, honey, I actually think I'm going to leave the job that I, I mean, I really thought I was going to stay out for the rest of my life. Um, by the way, I don't exactly know what I'm doing. All I know is that I want to kind of fall back on, some skills that i had as i was a uh, collegiate coach um and so i said chris i'm gonna start a coaching business i don't know what it is i've hired a business coach but i'm gonna do it and um by the way my business coach cost thirty thousand dollars and i haven't made a dollar what do you think and he looked at me and he said if anyone can do it it's you so okay let's go and at that point i then thought oh crap i actually have to now go do this thing right like saying it to my husband was really the first step But once he said yes, then I actually had to do something about it. And so, you know, when I look back and think about like, how did I even get here? You know, like I said, I thought I was going to stay in that job forever. Um, But it was Chris, my husband, who really was like, no, you got this. Let's do it. And so that faith in me and the confidence in me is really what has taken me into now owning two really successful businesses. So it's a pretty cool story.
0: Yeah, I love hearing that because you and I both probably meet so many women who wanna start businesses or who have already started businesses and they're like pretty far along in their business, but they have this challenge with their husband supporting them. Can you speak a little life into, you know, the type of dynamic that you and your husband have so that your husband was so on board with that, you know, was he already an entrepreneur? Did he grow up in an entrepreneur family or not? Like what's that dynamic that, you know, really encouraged him to support you because we know that a lot of women are not in a similar situation, but they want to be.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think the biggest thing is, you know, I have demonstrated to him in any situation that I'm in, whether it be in my corporate safe job or, Um, you know, I mean, honestly, anything that I say that I'm going to do, right. Like I'm kind of the girl that says like, I'm going to go give a Ted talk and people think I'm kidding, but then I go do it. Right. Like that's just the pattern of how I am in life. And so I think Chris knew based on how I show up every day in my life, that if I say, I'm going to go do this, he believes that I'm actually going to go do this. And so, Um, you know, of course I don't want to take away from just the fact that he is probably the most wonderful husband I could have ever asked for. Um, because even if he believed in me, he still didn't have to say yes. Right. So I think it's a combination. I show up the way that I want to be treated from him. And so he believes me when I say I'm going to go do this. He has the confidence to know if Jenna says it, based on everything I've seen, it's the truth. Right. And so I think that's a really big piece of it is that he trusts me
0: and you helped build that trust in him. Right. Okay. There's that. Okay. This should be like the biggest mic drop ever, (laughs) because I think we also have to understand how men think and men tend to think differently than women. Right. Uh, and men want to see tangible results. They want to see proof. They want to see evidence and they're also protectors. So if the man thinks I'm gonna have to rescue my wife or I'm gonna have to like, you know, pick up the pieces when she falls apart. If that is what you've demonstrated to them before, they're, they kind of do it. Like, I think a lot of women say like, no, or show me the money. They're doing it out of place of protection. So I think what you just said about, you took responsibility right out of the gate, but not just in your business, in right. every aspect of your life, in the home, with whatever activities you're doing, passion projects, motherhood, your health and well being, your spirituality, everything, goals that you set for yourself. You yeah. are a woman who follows through. And that's integrity. Yeah. And I think that a lot of women, kind of blame the spouse, blame the man, like it's his fault. I can't do this. Or, you know, how do you get your husband to support you? Or I, you know, my husband won't let me join the program because it costs this amount of money. Yes. Then we put all the blame on the man, but they're just thinking, what has wife shown me in the past? Can I trust her or am I going to have to come in and be the savior? And they're trying to protect you from uh you know whatever they've seen in the past i think that is brilliant that you just shared that
1: thank you and i see it you know i see it with my clients sometimes you know they say gosh my spouse isn't supporting me it feels really frustrating i mean it's just as simple as you know if we're working from home putting office hours up and saying husband i'm on the clock i would not come into your call and barge in and ask you to start doing things around the house in your profession nor can you do that in mine. And so I think the other thing that I see that's missing sometimes is that, like, let's own our professionalism and say, like, this is a job. Yes, it may be entrepreneurship. Yes, it may look different than your corporate world, but it is no less important. And we need to, like, do that from day one, you know? Um, You had asked, is Chris, you know, an entrepreneur? He is not, this is very foreign. In fact, you know, we are, like I said, and I think maybe anxiety is not the right word, but, like, we are the structured, follow the rules, be safe type of conservative, there we go, Yeah. right? Like in in those things, right? So for us to say like we're starting a business that there's no guarantee of money, it's 100% commission all of these things, it's a really big deal, right? Um, But I think that we have to just be careful when we're doing these different types of jobs that just because ours is entrepreneurship, that it's not as important as our spouses that may be in a corporate world, right? You know, just even like when it comes to who's going to take the kiddos to the doctor, right? Um, It's assumed it's going to be the mother. And most of the time, I want to make my schedule change. That is a beauty of owning my own business. I can do that. Um, But there's also this thought that like, you know, me rearranging my clients is also the same as you arranging your work calls, right? And so we just have to be having those, you know, lines of communication with our husbands, our spouses, whatever it may look like to just really be upfront about expectations. And I think it's on the woman to also just say like, this is serious. I show up in my business, like it is a true business. And I think that you get that respect from your spouse by doing so. So I think, again, it goes back to like, show them the truth, they'll believe you, right? Um, versus I'm gonna act this way. That doesn't really show I'm serious. It doesn't show I'm gonna follow through because then that's what they believe. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So it's up to us to demonstrate what we desire for them to believe about our ability.
1: Yeah. One of my favorite quotes, my mother ever said to me was when I show you who I am, believe me. And I like literally use that in business all the time. You know, if we want our team to believe in us, we've got to show them that we're serious. If we want our spouse, same with your, you know, your kiddos and things like that, you know, it's just show them the truth they'll believe you, they'll support you, but we have to put in the work for that to happen.
0: Yeah. Something else I picked up on when you shared that you started your business and you informed your husband that like, Hey, I'm starting a business. And Oh, by the way, I'm going to work with a coach and it's $30,000. Something else that I picked up on is I didn't hear you say that you asked for his permission. Can you talk about the, and you've, you've, you know, you share this a little bit today about how you have really open lines and respectful lines of communication. So, and I resonate with that. I don't ask Sean is my husband. I don't ask Sean for permission to do anything. I first like get clear on what I want. I better be clear on that. And then I have a conversation with him about this is what I've decided to do. And then we figure out the best way to move forward. Can you talk a little bit about how you and your husband approach conversations you know, especially when you are married to someone who's there, he's not your business partner, right. right? Like you run your business, you're making financial decisions that do impact the household. Yes. You're making decisions as a leader, as a business owner that impacts the entire household. So how do the two of you approach those conversations?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And just even as a high ticket coach myself, right? I think these things are so important to know just about how to empower our potential clients to speak to their spouses. Because I'm sure you know as well, right? We're, we're often getting like, oh, I got to ask the spouse and see if I can do this and you know that sort of thing. So the approach that I take is getting super clear. Do I 100% believe that this investment is going to give me the return? And I communicate that to my spouse. So I don't just come and be like, hey, Chris, I'm spending 30,000. Hope you don't mind. I'll see you later, right? This definitely was a conversation of, here's what I'd like to do, Chris. I would like to walk away from my safe corporate job that I thought I would never leave in a million years because I feel so committed and convicted that this is what I'm being called to do. And this is how I foresee it going. I can either decide to try to figure it out myself, make mistakes, lose money, have it take me a million years to get where I want, or I can work with the person that I believe has the path. So all I need to do is show up and execute. And I spoke to what he cared about, which was, you know, that I'm going to be guided and that I'm not doing this on my own, right? And so I think the big thing, and now obviously I'm in sales, this is one of my zones of genius, but like understanding what does your spouse need to hear and being able to articulate it in a way that really resonates with him, right? So I said the words that I know he needed to hear, in integrity, right. Those were true things that I was going to be given from my coach. But so when I said, this is what I'd like to do, it's not like, may I have permission, but it is still a collaborative conversation to say, yes, based on what you're presenting to me, this absolutely makes sense. I think this is good. Um, you know, and, and it's interesting. I think honestly, that might be the last conversation I had with him about like, expenses. I mean, I've, I'm in $20,000 programs right now. You know what I mean? And I don't really run that through him anymore. Um, because again, there's that trust, right. But like the first big investment was the big one. Um, and I just think that I knew, right. Like I don't need your permission, but this is very much affecting the family. I, you, um, as someone I respect deserve insight and deserve an opinion on that as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I know you guys have two, two boys. How old are they? So I have a 10 year old and an eight year old. Okay. Yeah. So they're close in age to our daughter, Brighton. She just turned 11 in September. And I imagine they have a lot of extracurriculars that they are in whatever, like sports, Brighton sings and guitar and rides horses. And there's something almost every day of the week. Um, and I know you guys are probably carting your kids around. They've got school. They have sports. They have activities. They have friends. And oh, by the way, you're running to businesses. Talk a little bit about, you know, for lack of a better word, how do you and your husband navigate and balance who's doing what when? Um, you know, you know. I, sometimes I'll hear moms say, "and and everybody gets to make their own choices," but you know, they don't want to sacrifice not being at every single thing for their kids. So then they're sacrificing things in their business, whatever we say yes to, we're saying no to something else, right? I've never operated that way. I, I miss some things that Brighton does, but we always make sure at least one parent is there, whether it's me or Sean. And then when we can both be there, we're both there. How do you and your husband approach that with your kids?
1: Yeah. I mean, funny enough, like we both want to be the one who's there, but the reality is that's just not going to happen all the time. Right. Right. Um, And so, you know, it's very interesting. Uh, Chris and I don't have, I guess, traditional roles within the home. When I decided to step up and be an entrepreneur, that was part of the conversation. We're very lucky. He does have a corporate position that's very stable and, you know, and those things, him trusting in me and giving me the ability to step into like my passion and my purpose was a very conscious decision. And so, It did kind of change the way like mom is going to miss some things, right? Because mom is going to do this. Um, But we've had conversations with my children as well to say, like, the reason I'm doing these things is because I'm going to try to provide this for you. Right. And it's so funny, actually, yesterday in my Facebook feed, um, a, a post from two years or maybe it was a year ago popped up and it was me like full meltdown, like a couple tears in the photo, you know. And it was sharing my story how one of my children came up to me and was like, Mom, you're always on your phone. You tell us to be off electronics. Look, okay, by the way, I don't know if you can see this. My husband just dropped off my sandwich. Like, no joke. This is how we roll. Like, how can I help Jenna live her passion? Like, this is just amazing timing. Anyways, um, so the post, right, was like, mom, you're always on electronics, da-da-da. And it really hit me because. What I teach people is how to step into their purpose and, you know, have coaching programs and do all these things. And I thought, oh my gosh, what I'm teaching, I'm not even doing. And this is what my kid thinks, right? Um, But it was just such a good reminder that our children have a perception of us, whether we, whether it's true or not, right? And especially in pandemic land where they're now home watching us work, whereas before they were at school, they didn't, you know, out of sight, out of mind. I think it's so important that we have conversations with our families, with our spouses and the children to say, this is kind of how it works. Right. So, you know, as part of the decision for me to step into this, you know, we said like Chris is going to do the cooking. He does the grocery shopping. He does a lot of things that, you know, typical traditional men don't do, but he believes in so much in what I'm doing and, you know, and obviously because our businesses are successful, he sees the value, right? Again, showing him the truth. And so for him, it's like, of course I'll make dinner. I'll go do this. So you can go do more in your business and serve these people. So, you know, we really trade off on roles and responsibilities and our rule of thumb is always like, will this thing that we do for each other enable us to find passion and happiness? And I think that's the most important thing, but there are times we are going to miss things. Right. And actually this summer, I really took a step back from my business. I was feeling a little bit burned out and, you know, kids are off and I wanted to spend time with them. And I did, you know, and so I started taking back some of those roles. And so I think it's just seasonal time in your life. And, um, and it's all about having that communication with the kids, with the spouse and just kind of setting the tone with this is, this is what our life looks like.
0: Yeah. I, I love that. We might be adult twins. I think so. Because my husband does the same thing. <laughs> he will bring food in. He always brings my supplements in because I forget to take my supplements yeah. every day. He'll make sure I drink water. And it's interesting. Um, we're kind of like changing some of our family roles and how Sean and I operate. But the first few years of my business, Sean was doing a lot of the, he was playing the role of more domestication, yes. stuff. grocery shopping cooking, cleaning, all of those things without complaining, because it's what we decided. We right. made really conscious choices to run our life in that way. Because quite frankly, I needed that level of support to be able to build what we built as fast as we did. Same with you. Yes. And now that things are going the way they're going, Sean is really like able to do more of his thing as well. And we have more support. So I love that. Okay. Which makes me think of this. So Clearly, you are a really strong female. You're a business owner. You have this kind of dynamic in your business with your husband. Something that I used to really struggle with. And I'm so interested to hear how you, what your experience has been with this. But it's kind of like turning off that I'm the alpha, I'm the leader, I'm the doer in the business. And when you walk into mommy time, when you walk into, romantic time with your husband, whether it's the kitchen, the living room, the bedroom, wherever, how do you transition from work mode, alpha leader, CEO into more of that household, more feminine? My husband is the leader of that part of our lives. How do you do that?
1: I love this question so much um, because that is my number one struggle. I am Jenna I don't, I am who I am. There's no question. Right. Um, But it's interesting um, recently. And this is actually something that we've really struggled with in the last couple months is, you know, even with my husband disciplining our children and being, you know, the father figure a lot of times because I'm Jenna and I'm in charge, I step in when he's not doing it the way I want And, um, what I realized really quickly was I was taking away his power to be the man of the household and the kids saw it, I saw it and it wasn't going well. I mean, honestly, it wasn't going well. Now, of course, my husband had tried to tell me a number of times, like, Jenna, dude, you got to kind of like, let me do my thing here. Um, and it wasn't until a friend of mine who was a male kind of said like, no, actually I see this happening. Like, this is actually really real. And so I went to my husband and I said, Ooh, I'm sorry. I've really made a mistake. You know, I took my role in, you know, alpha, CEO, collegiate coach. Like I am the girl who tells everyone to do, and they have to listen to me. Like that's just the my identity, honestly, right? But it should not be my identity in the home. And I let it like bleed into it, and it was negatively impacting us. And so, like I said, I went to Chris and I apologized and said, whoa i have created a mess here and i can see that the kids are starting to be like oh dad whatever right and and that's not what i want i want there to be a male role model in the home i want him to be the head of the household and it's so interesting since that conversation the dynamic in our home has changed completely you know and not to say that like chris makes all the decisions but you know, even as simple as if the kids come to me, I say, that's dad's in charge of that dad will make the decision, go see dad. Mm -hmm. And what's so beautiful about that is I've like stopped taking the power away from him. But what's amazing is that it's given me back so much energy and time because I'm not in decision fatigue all the time. I'm freaking tired with running two businesses. I am, that's the truth. I am tired. Um, And so what's really beautiful about that is I'm not so tired anymore because Chris is willing and able and smart. And he can raise these boys probably better than I can. Cause I didn't have boys. I'm not a boy. Right. And so I think it's hard for us sometimes as the expert, as we are in our field, like we are the expert is to have that humbleness to say like, no, I'm not actually an expert in life. Right. He is. And so um, that's been one of the biggest struggles for me as this girl to say like, that's not who I am as a mother and it's not who I should be as a wife. And so giving that power back and, or I shouldn't even say gave it to him. He took it back. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, has just changed everything for the better to say like, I don't got to be that girl all the time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any type of um some sort of like something you take yourself through when you're transitioning from like office to home? Like, is it, Shut the office door. Is it shut the computer? Like, do you have a trigger or like something that activates that?
1: I need that. That's a genius idea. No. And I will tell you, it's very hard for me to shut my brain off. I mean, like, even sleeping is hard for me because I'm working. Like, if I could get paid for the work I did in my sleep, I'd be a millionaire because I work hard while I sleep. (laughs) So, like, having that trigger is a genius idea, like a signal to your brain, you are done, you're off the clock um, would be really helpful because as a mom, I will tell you when I took the time off and, you know, I said to my husband, I said, okay, summertime is here. I think I want to take some time off and be with the kids. I said, that will impact my revenue. And, you know, I kind of showed him where I am. Okay, Jenna, you're good. Yes, absolutely. I support you in that. But I will tell you the truth is when I took that time off, I was laying in the pool thinking like, oh crap, I'm not making money today. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, And it was hard for me to enjoy some of the time with my children because I was then thinking about business, Mm -hmm. you know? And every time I complained to Chris, like, oh my God, my revenue is really going down. He's like, yeah, we made that decision together. It was a conscious decision. We decided on it. It's okay, you know? Um, And so that's just the beauty of Chris as well. And the spouse, when you guys work together is like, he made that decision with me to say, yes, it's okay to take the summer off based on numbers and things like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But it is so hard. Um, it's the number one struggle I think as, as a business owner is just really being present where you are, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you've got two businesses, which you have shared, uh, one of which I'm a client of group track I would love for you to share some of the realities behind what it's like to build two businesses. And you know, something else that I'm thinking of is someone like you, you are you come across so strong because you are strong, and I know you're totally going to get what I'm about to say. It can be super intimidating, especially to other women.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, and and lots of times just when people see the exterior, Whether it's how you show up online, how how you write online, how you work with your clients, just the way that you present yourself. Other people could have a perception of that. And lots of times it could be, everything is easy for her because, fill in the blank. Or she's unapproachable because, uh, fill in the blank. Um, And I'm that way as well. I get told all the time, you're super intimidating. And the truth is, half the time, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, we're all literally over here figuring out how to run businesses, how to get to the next level, how to be better, how to improve, how to lead a team, all the things. And I know a little bit about your story with the software as a service group track that you have. And I know that you've shared before in some of your social media posts, you were not even tech savvy. And that is like a hundred percent a tech application. You didn't know what you were doing. No.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So talk
0: about the realities of yes, you are a strong woman. Yes, you can figure it out. Yes, you have like such this, like an amazing, like strong, steadfast presence. Not everything comes easy to you. You don't do things that you already know how to do. So if if you could just speak a little bit of truth into what it's like behind the scenes to build two businesses from scratch.
1: Yeah. Um, Again, best questions ever, because this is like what the truth is that people need to know. Last night, I was having a full meltdown, like legit full meltdown about family, kids, business, all the things that like we often have. I went and I got fast food. I handed it to my husband and I said, I made dinner tonight. Can you do the homework with the children? And I said, mommy's done. And I locked myself in my room. I ate my burger in my bed and I cried. And that is the truth. And I probably will do a social media post. In fact, I took the picture of me eating the burger because I want people to know the truth. And um, the big thing is that the only difference between me and someone who's not successful or whatever you want to call it is I do it regardless. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't have the perfect plan, but I'm going to take the first step and get my feet wet. Right. And guess what? The chances are that I drowned with that first step are pretty low, but if I take my first step and the sea doesn't part, guess what? I can turn right back around to shore or I can learn to swim or I can do some things. And so that is the biggest thing. When I told my husband, I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to do this. I literally said, when he asked me, what is your going to, what's your coaching program? I just said, I want to be the boss of people. I like to tell people what to do, that's what I'm gonna do. Right. Like I had no clue, but I took the first step regardless. That's what I did with group track as well. I saw a need, I had an idea, and I was like, hmm, no, I've never run a SaaS company, a software tech company, but I'm just gonna take the first step and see what happens. And You know, that's the beautiful thing is that we don't know if we're going to drown or if the sea's about to part. And in both of my instances, the sea did part. Now there's been days where I am drowning 100%, but I've got the life rafts. I've got the things in place. Right. Um, and the other thing I will say is because I am getting a lot of this, Megan, and it's, it's telling me some things recently, as I've been getting on calls with people, sales calls for them to join my program, I'm getting a lot of oh my gosh I can't believe you're actually on a phone call with me. I don't know how you sleep, how you breathe, how you do anything. You're everywhere. And while I take that as a compliment because I know I actually only work from about 7:30 to 3 or 4 every day, which surprises people because I run two full-time businesses and I don't have a team. Like it's really me and a couple like VA people. Um they think like, how on earth are you everywhere? Well, first of all, I know that's part of my system. I I look everywhere, but I'm not actually everywhere. But the thing that I'm starting to recognize is that these people see me doing these things and I think it's too intimidating where they're not seeing me, or excuse me, they're not seeing themselves in my journey. They see, oh, she ran a SaaS company. Oh, she did this other you know, crazy coaching business. I'm not sharing enough of the shizzle I go through to get there. Right. Um, and so I'm pretty intentional. You know, I show, I have a social media post that populates all the time. That is literally a picture of my dining room table full of clothes. And I say, guess what guys, these clothes have been here for two weeks. We shop from the t- the table every morning, like this is where we find our clothes every morning. They've been here for two weeks. They're going to be here for two more weeks. My actual life kind of a mess. What's not a mess my business. And it's because I've got systems. Right. And so I, on my coaching calls, I tell you I'm in a business mullet. There are jammies under here, right? I probably don't have a bra on because you can't see that either. Like I am so upfront and honest and raw. I do it very intentionally. And the reason I do is because what you see on social media is not the truth. It really isn't. And so That post that popped up in my feed of me crying where my kid was saying like, dude, you don't spend time with me. That is a reality of being a businesswoman, right? And without the right spouse, without the right support, without those things, it's even more challenging. But people need to know the truth. It is freaking hard sometimes. It really, really is. Um, And I think that if we make ourselves too unattainable no, one's going to join our programs buy our tools because they don't see themselves there. And I think that's what sells, right? Cool. You have this awesome coaching program, but am I going to be able to keep up with it? Do I have to look like you to do it? No. Right. And I think sometimes probably you too, Megan, like we get ourselves into trouble almost by showing up in that way sometimes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just so everybody knows, I have a really large pile of, of clean laundry, It might be, um, wrinkly laundry in my laundry room. It literally is taking up half my laundry room right now. And we do the same thing, Jenna, literally for like gym clothes in the morning, go run, go, go in the pile of clothes because it is not stacked up in your drawers. Just go find it. Just go find it.
1: Yeah. And I mean, it's part of it. So I share, in fact, funniest story again, a social media that popped up today So funny, yes, or I did a video like pretending to be an influencer, telling them how I run everything so perfectly. And instead of videotaping me, I videotaped my husband so I could get his reaction. And as I'm sitting there talking about how perfect I am and how good I am at a mom and making dinner and lunch and all these things, his reaction is like, what? Like, what is she talking about? Right. And I share that and I do it very intentionally because I want people to know No, I am not a perfect mother. I am not a perfect wife. I'm not a typical domesticated wife. Like I just don't do those things because in my opinion, there is a give and take. And if I'm telling the world that I'm running two successful businesses while being a perfect mom, while being a perfect husband, I am making all of those people who have the dream of doing it totally stifled because they're going to think I have to sacrifice and do that to make it happen. And they don't, they don't think it's possible. Right. Yeah. My, what I want to tell you is, yeah, my house is an absolute mess. And, um, and that's okay. All you have to do is the first step, like literally yeah. just the first step and the next one will unfold or it won't. And then, you know,
0: yeah. 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 All right. If you could leave our listeners with two or three, let's go with like traits or characteristics, you know, And we're, we're talking to, you know, people who have got huge business dreams, you're someone running two companies, you're scale. I mean, I know enough about group track, like that is highly scalable. Um, you're going to go straight to the top. I mean, college athlete, hello. Like you're not just going to be mediocre. You want to be in first place. Yep. What would be like two or three characteristics that someone can embrace and embody so that they can get themselves at the front of the pack in their own company to grow it and and reach whatever their dreams are? I think
1: the biggest thing is not caring so much. I think we so often see these people. We see the stories they're posting. We see the persona they're putting on and we compare. um, And we think I have to do that. I run both of my businesses and like even my clients joke, we have a hashtag called the Jenna Jenna experience because I'm so authentically bizarre and weird all the time. And I think the reason I can do that is because I really don't care if I fail and it doesn't work. Yeah. It's going to be disappointing, but I'm not concerned about what anyone thinks about me. I'm concerned about what my family and God think. And that is it. Right. So for me, I think, And that's a hard thing to learn, right? I don't know that it's a trait that I could just say, go do this, right? Um, But I think just not caring about anybody else's definition of success other than yours is the most important. And I think my second point would be defining success, not based on numbers and things like that, but like really truly um, action oriented goal measurements, right? Did I show up? yes or no? If you did yes, then you won today. Right. Did I call that client and make an offer? Yes or no. Okay. I did. I got a yes. I'm winning today. Right. And so I feel like we've got to set ourselves up for success instead of for failure. And if we can define success based on things that we can control, it's really easy to win. So I am a collegiate athlete. I am super competitive. I, you know, coached Olympians, like I am the girl that needs to win. And so if I set my business up for failure every day saying like my definition of success means I have to get two more clients, that's completely out of my control and I will lose. Right. But if I say my definition of success is I called and made two offers, I can win every single day. And most people want to run into something fun, not run into fire. And so I build my business very specifically. My first definition of success was I'm going to tell my husband, this is what I want to do. And then I won. And then my enough definition was I'm going to create a course and then I did it. And then I won. Right. And so just very, very clear to say, like, you know, your definition of success doesn't need to be revenue-based. It doesn't need to be any of those things. It's just, are you doing what's in your heart? And do you do it anyways, regardless of what people care about? If you're doing those things, then you're winning.
0: You can't lose. I love that. That's so amazing. That's, I mean, that right there, like set yourself up to win every single day, make it easier to win. I love it. Yeah. yeah. I love it. And I
1: really like patting myself on the back. No joke. Like I am motivated by winning. And so I have to do these things in my business every day. I'm like, good job, Jenna. You did it right. Like, it's just so simple, but really making sure that it is dependent on things you can control, not
0: things out of your control. Cause that's not fair to you. Yeah. I love that. All right. Thank you so much, Jenna. This was incredible. If people want to find out more about you, where can they connect with you further?
1: Yeah, so there's two different businesses as you've heard, right? Um, the one that Megan uses and is a client of is called Group Track CRM. And again, this is our follow up system. It is a social CRM, which is a customer relationship management tool that integrates on social. Um, you can find us at www.grouptrackcrm.com. Um, and then for my performance coaching business, which is Drive Performance Coaching, I help people monetize their genius. Similar to what I did. So, right, it's like, what are you really good at? Let's make a program, a course, a coach, a consulting business, whatever that may look like, so that you're teaching people to do what you are really good at. Um, and so, I help people literally do exactly what I did with Drive Performance Coaching and exactly what I did with Group Track, um, but do it for themselves. And so, if you guys want more information about that, it is Jenna.Larson at Drive Performance Coaching.com. It is the worst email slash domain name ever. Cause it is long. Um, but I'm sure you'll find it if you put
0: drive performance coaching as well. Yeah. If you really want to find it you will do what you'll it takes find to find me. it. Totally. Amazing. And we'll put those links in the show notes as well. So people can, uh, reach you super easily. Thank you so much again, Jenna, this was such an enriching conversation to have. I know all the women and maybe even men listening to it are going to be so inspired and motivated to, uh, go out there and build their dreams and and their business dreams and their family dreams exactly the way they want to. So thank you so much.
1: Thank you for having me so fun. And I'm just excited, right? Like this is what people need to know the truth that it does take a spouse, a family, children, communication, trust demonstration, like all of those things are vital to make it work, but it's not easy right? It's not, but we do it anyways with the right support in place. So, so grateful to have a moment to even like talk about this and get this out. Cause yeah. it's so needed. Amen to the truth. Yes. Awesome. Thanks Jenna. You're so welcome. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much for tuning into the built to last show. If you're loving the show and have gotten any value out of it for your business and life, would you mind doing two things? subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Our listener reviews helps us get more visibility and reach more people just like you. Help us make a difference for more entrepreneurs by helping them grow their businesses in a way that aligns with their life, family, and core values. Thank you so much for being part of our community and tuning into the show each week.